What up, y'all? Welcome to your gay aunties. I am Money, the auntie in training. Oh, auntie in training. And I am Nikita, reporting for duty in my lesbian pandemic uniform, which (laughs) consists of a t-shirt, basketball shorts, normally a backwards baseball cap, and some shades, but I'm inside, so those two last two accoutrements (laughs) wouldn't make sense. Okay. And this is a Queer Walk, the podcast takeover of your gay auntie. Okay, so we're here with Hanifa and Red. Red and Hanifa, y'all want to introduce yourselves? Hi, we're here. (laughs) So, all right, so, all right, so y'all take it over. So, all right, so we have a tag name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I am um, Hanifa Walida, also known as your gay auntie, and also known as that rich nigga nutcracker. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Niggas, I'm kind of getting tired of y'all. All right, I eat the same foolishness, so y'all trying to start a revolution that ain't going to serve nobody but yourself. All right? Anyway. Are my edges still here? Because, <laughs> wow. Right in. Just, just went right in. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Rich nigga nut. Yes! <laughs> y'all feel me? I don't need to say much on that. Can we call the, can we call this episode Rich Nigga Nutcracker? That's exactly what the title is going to be. Should I introduce myself as <laughs> Oh my gosh, I want to go back and reboot. Well, I am Red Summer. I am also a gay auntie. And I am um, your favorite auntie for the first day of summer vacay. Ooh. I'm on break, baby. That's right. That's right. School is out. School is out. Yes. School is out. <laughs> Shout out yeah, to all the educators. Nice. <laughs> yes. We have had a rough year with it, y'all. So, yes, yeah. celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe incite my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light. I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, take you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent. I just want you to jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sis, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation, you're amazing, no limitation My favorite in this matrix, we move by your vibration And that's love I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby you love I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby you love I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby you love You Okay, Nikita, do you want to jump in to telling folks where they can find us? You know I live to tell the people where they can find us. I'm so glad you asked us, because I'm about to tell you right now. So you can find us in all the social media streets. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter, where our handle is, at QueerWalkPOD. You can also find us on the Book of Faces, facebook.com slash QueerWalkPOD. And you can find us where this whole shebang began, which is... Queerwalk.com. That is on Tumblr. You know, we know that there's no porn on there anymore, but we're there. So that's all that matters. (laughs) And so. And where can they listen? I didn't think you would ever ask. So (laughs) you can listen to us on Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, 
and on SoundCloud. Yeah. So, aunties, where can we find y'all in these social media streets? Well, on social media, you can find us on Instagram and IG at uh, Your Gay Aunties. Also, we are here on live, right, on YouTube at Your Gay Aunties. And if you just want to reach out, maybe you want to get personal and just send us a little something, we are also your gay aunties at Gmail. You know, hit us in the inbox. <laughs> Dive right in that DM. And today, and today we're here with you guys because we're doing this whole thing with both of our podcasts called Lights On because we are trying to keep what? The lights on for your favorite independent queer um, podcast. So, you know... Um, Nikita and Money, they were on our show uh, last week. Now we're on their show or they're taking over our show and it's just their show and we're just, you know, speaking from the closet, yelling from the closet. We swear. <laughs> <laughs> we're really tied up, y'all. Anyway, well, we came together because um, when you do that, you can better help yourself and everyone when you do that. So mm-hmm. if you want to support um, your gay aunties and Queer Walk Pod, you can do so. You can support two podcasts with just one donation and just go over to patreon.com slash your gay aunties. And there's a tier there called Lights On. Um, or if you want to give individually, you can do so. We'll, just, we'll talk about that later on in the podcast. But Lights On, that's how we're all together mm-hmm. here. Yes. Yeah. And similarly, on our end, uh, if you donate via Cash App at Queer, Dollar Sign Queer Walk Pod Pod, we are splitting it between our podcasts so that we can keep independent and keep the lights on. Uh, you can also become a patron of Queer Walk at Patreon.com/slash Queer Walk Pod Pod. Um, and some ways that you can support both of our podcasts that cost you nothing is by loving us out loud. You can do the R's. You can rate us. You can repost us. You can retweet about us. You can request a topic or, um, like, write us a letter at Gmail, queerwalkpot at gmail.com, yourgayaunties at gmail.com. You can use our hashtags, hashtag yourgayaunties, hashtag queerwalk. Or yeah. hashtag QueerWalk POD, because we Hot. know some of y'all use yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. You want to move it on along? Yes. Let's do it. You're, okay. okay. We're going to move it on along to the QueerWalk, QueerWalk, QueerWalk queer of, of the Week, week. Nailed segment. It. Uh, Nailed it. We can I only do it when we in person. Own, like, you make your own um, lead in music. We be trying to find shit on the internet. <laughs> uh, we got all this talent right here. <laughs> you know, we used to do that, but um, what is it? Warner, whatever. They be snatching people's stuff down because of copyright. So. Exactly. Well, y'all got to yeah. help us write a song for Auntie's Jams. But right now, we're using Ludacris. So, we know. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put my thinking cap on. Okay. 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 All right, money. So you want me to take it away? Yeah. So who's the queer walk of the week this week? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, you say who the queer walk of the week is. Oh, what is that segment? What is it? What's it about? Why do we do it? Oh, thank you. That's a good reminder. So uh, for those of y'all who might be new to the queer walk, queer walk of the week is the segment where we highlight and feature just some queer woman of color or person of color 
who is fucking it up, who is doing something amazing, who we think is a baddie that you should know about. Um, Hanifa and Red have actually been Queer Walks of the Week That's before. Right. Yes. Much deserved. <laughs> Much deserved. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just the the segment where we give roses to um, Queer Walk and Queer Pock that we love. Yes. All right. So without further ado, take it away. Okay. So y'all know I've been in my uh, black roller skater bag. You have. Um, and Broken I'm still there. last week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So on the last episode of Queer Walk and Your Gay Aunties, I gave like a little uh, radical rundown of black skaters. And today I wanted to to highlight somebody who's doing uh, black skater liberation work right now. And that is artist, roller skater, and image activist Courtney Shove, lovingly known as Shove, or just by her handle, Fat Girl Has Moxie. Yes. So... I'm like, whew, let me calm down. Because I have the biggest crush on Shove. I was about to say, she's a baddie. She's a baddie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, Shove is known for her, like, skater fashion. Skating around Long Beach, looking all fine. Um, But she also got into skating, like, through uh, escaping, like, this really, like, not healthy, abusive relationship. And joined a roller derby team and learned how to skate and got out of that relationship. So... Yeah. Amazing. I know, right? Just rolled on right out of that yeah. shit. That's, that's right. <laughs> These boots are made for rolling. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And she don't even know that song, but let's keep going. I know that part. So, currently, uh, she is one of the most uh, well-known roller skaters on social media. She has over 34,000 followers on Instagram. Um, her social media is popping. She's created like a community built around um, black, fat, queer inclusion in skate world. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes. So she's a member of the Moxie skate team. And for folks who don't know, Moxie is one of the largest like skate companies in the world. Like uh, they're, they're skates, but also they have like skate camps. They sponsor skaters and she's one of them. Which you can support her by using her code SHOVE when you're, when you're shopping all things Moxie. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know if this is, like, actual and factual, but from what I've seen, she's, like, the only um, black, queer, uh, plus-size skater that I've seen with the Moxie skate team tag. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You can also support her because, like I said, she's an artist. You can also support her by shopping her Etsy store. She designs um, just, like, images with black, fat, queer skaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, mm-hmm. the stickers are so cute. Uh, I know my laptop is covered in stickers. They're, su- they're super affordable. So support, you know, a black queer woman. Uh, and so if all of that didn't qualify her for Queer Walk of the Week. Um, she's also incredibly vocal about anti-blackness and fat phobia in skate communities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, and she so she created both an online and an IRL community for diverse skaters. And, I mean, we do this work, the four of us, and so I really love when I see other people doing it in yeah. other venues. Um, so she's been roller skating since the revol- this iteration of the revolution kicked off. She's been roller skating at BLM rallies, like in her skates. Wow. Hold- yeah, holding signs. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> holding signs with uh, Brianna Taylor's name on it. Mm. And um, on June fifth, 
actually, which was Brianna Taylor's birthday, Shove, along with other Black Moxie skaters. And I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out to Abominatrix, because she's also a Black skater who's been organizing uh, rollouts for, uh, for liberation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> BLM rollouts. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so Shove, along with other like Black or POC skaters, organized a Rise and Skate event for Brianna Taylor's wow, birthday. that is amazing. In Long Beach. And hundreds of skaters showed up um and they it, there were so many skaters that they ended up spelling out blm really huge with their skates that yeah. is nice oh and they made they made like a in memorial to brianna specifically and sang happy birthday to her and so i just wanted to shout out shove uh for doing that roller skate and liberation work that is amazing um, and for uplifting brianna taylor always yeah so. absolutely let me ask a question so as, as far as my um at least my uh, engagement with just like black roller skaters. I've never been a part of a crew and nothing like that, but I would go all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, well, I'm not a person of size, but I've never peeped any kind of overt, like someone being, or even like, I felt like it was a place where you could just do your thing. Yeah. So I'm just curious about this, this, this kind of fat phobia that's going on in roller skating. Is that within the black community? So, um, so like I said, I'm new to the roller skating community, but from what, what I see, no, it's not black folks, right? Yes, I didn't think it's, so. It's, uh, manufacturers who don't make protective gear in sizes that black oh, people can wear it. Oh, yeah. So, like, like fat folks, and not, not even fat folks, it's just, if you thick, if you're yeah. a little thick, yeah. you can't find, um, knee like, pads. knee pads that fit around, um, your knees. Mm -hmm. And so, this is... Yeah, this is, this is, I just love Shove because she has this huge following, but I was like looking for knee pads and I couldn't find any to fit. And so I just messaged her and I was like, hey, I see you have um like moxie knee pads. Do they fit? And she was like, no, you should get these kind, um, which uh, were yeah. the volleyball, the volleyball knee pads, which stretch. So they give you enough space uh. to fit. And she was like, but don't worry, I'll be coming out with my own line. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So as soon as she you came out with her knee. line of, of knee pads and um, like, you know, fat friendly skatewear, I'll definitely be wearing everything shoved. So I don't even yeah. have skates and I'm just probably gonna buy something just to buy it. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, right? you know, but these are the things that you don't think about. You know, I mean I've had uh girlfriends who were women of size who never really learned how to ride a bike because the, the yep. you know, at first there's all the whatever the fat shaming, whatever, but it's the mm -hmm. the the lack of inclusion and just a simple mm -hmm. outdoor activity, especially yeah. in childhood that how that can affect your adulthood. And, and so you don't, I mean, if you're not someone of size, you don't think about shit. Knee pads, you don't think about that. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And even like the skaters you see, I think um, that's why I put that she's an image activist. Cause like visibility does matter and stuff like that. Like, um, I, like I said, she's the only like fat black uh, moxie skater I've seen. Um, and it just makes you feel like you can do it when you see somebody who has like a body type that's similar right, to right, yours right, right, right. doing yeah. these things. Yeah, and I I put a link I'll put a link in the description to this episode. She actually did an interview um, with uh, Voyage LA, and she <laughs> and yeah, she was just like people get so confused by me because I'm doing all of this cardio every day, right? And I'm and I'm a fat person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to get 
get back to the heavy D um, videos, like the time with dances. <laughs> <laughs> we, now you're talking about my era. Not, right? Yeah, exactly. Cause not to say that it wasn't fat phobia back in the days, but I mm-hmm. never associated, um, or I never not associated like dancing and skating and boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like, well, right, right. I can't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's because, yeah. I mean, I just think it's because we black. That's what and I was about like, to we, say. Yeah. We've always seen people of size, bigger people, right. like moving and right. dancing. It's like, exactly. yeah. And I think we appreciate thickness in a different way Absolutely. as black folks too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, but all, I'm so you know, glad you talked about this today. Like this right. is like definitely eye opening to a whole other community that like I'm like I want to know more about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just been yeah in it. A couple of my sorority sisters are really really big skaters, and so they do the the uh, lines of girls and oh, skating yeah, and trains, doing the tricks yeah. and yeah. all of that. Gosh. And so I've been like paying more attention to it because of them. Yeah. But like really seeing how it, it is community across the country, hearing the history about it. I know I watched a documentary about black skaters before. Oh and yeah. Just United like really learn Yeah. <laughs> and just really learning like how much it's coming back. Yeah, like even seeing them was like, oh, like it was a throwback. I just thought it was like just happening in little pockets. Right. But it's good to see that this movement is picking up and it's taking mm-hmm. off and that it's connected to the larger movements in ways. Right. It's, it's getting people moving. Like, you know, we've been in the house for months. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so exactly. that's definitely mm-hmm. a thing that you can do to just like get out the house while you're social distancing, yeah. like really yeah. get your body moving and, and get back active again. Like I, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it because it's it's so freeing. Like I I'm a new skater. I haven't even been skating for like a month. A month, yeah. I never skated before in my life, but it just feels so much like freedom, like black joy. Just yeah, you know, exactly. when you hit when the breeze hits you and you on them skates, you just like <laughs> free. <laughs> you know, and and and, and I would want to promote getting the old school um, skates with the four wheels that are kind of like parallel to each other. Like one of the yeah, reasons yeah. actually, not that I stopped skating, but it kind of traumatized me is when rollerblades first came out. Mm-hmm. I got some rollerblades and I thought I was going straight, but it was a slight decline. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and no, I didn't really know how that. to stop. You know, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, there go a van about 10 feet away. I'm oh, gauging. No. I'm going slow. I can stop myself. Mm-mm. But but the velocity is real. <laughs> Physics is real. So I, you know, if I ever get to really get into skating again, the hell with a rollerblade. Let's go old school. There's something Skate. about yeah. the yeah. wheel, two wheels that are parallel to each other. Just like, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Have, have you all seen Betty? Oh, she's yeah. been watching it. I haven't watched it yet. That's that's why I love you, Red. I've been trying yeah. to get this one. I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it now. Okay, it's so good. I really it's enjoy so it. It's so good. It's okay. definitely about um, queer people in New York. Yeah, queer girls skateboarding. Yep. And so the it's Wait, about what's this on? Netflix. What's this? I never heard of it. What's this? It's HBO? on HBO. Yeah, I think it's on HBO. Oh, damn. I don't got no HBO. <laughs> but yeah, anymore. they're creating this community of yep. girl skateboarders. Yeah, so it's, it's really cute. <laughs> It's so oh, cute. Right. Yes. I'm gonna have to watch it. Now. <laughs> okay. 
We no, nah, I definitely gotta watch it. I definitely gotta watch okay. it. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's speaking to another time. Yes. Oh, and Honey Bear. <laughs> oh, Honey you Bear. Watch her? <laughs> oh, I love her. She's so She's awkward the in the cutest way. <laughs> Yeah. I guess I'll get to meet Honey Bear when I watch. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I told Nikita a month ago to watch Betty, so there's Whatever. no excuse. Okay. All right, so we want to move it on <laughs> yeah. along yeah. to community contributors. Yeah. I, I didn't vote for that. I think that's an awful intro. I don't participate. I need to, we need to work on that. You know what? We got these two incredible aunties who are both talented. Yeah, because this little 1940s jingle is a mess. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hanifa, you about to spit? We saw you say, on the cypher. Right, right. We you. Oh, you did? I got my my beatboxing is as far as like JJ Fad like it's not really like real deep at all. Well, we can we can, can only go from up. I give you some hip hop grunts or you know amens like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, come uh, on uh, 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 contribute uh, contribute uh, uh, that, that is already miles ahead of where we were. So I, I'm in favor. I'm in favor because I don't know what I don't even know where you got that from. It's it's just a mess. What is the community <laughs> contributor segment, Nikita? Are you just trying to ride by on your little raggedy jingle? All right, so <laughs> the community contributors segment. I always say, we always say that Money and I are the hosts, but we would not be able to do this without, you know, you all, the community, the listeners. So mm-hmm. this is where we get to highlight you and we get to share, you know, whatever you all are um, chatting about, talking about, and we get to amplify and uplift those who are donating. And yes. keeping the keeping the mic and the lights on. Right. Mm-hmm. So Hanifa and Red, y'all want to start out shouting yeah, out folks sure, who contributed sure. for lights we on. We have a, a couple of more contributors to lights on. Hey. 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 <laughs> so we'll give a shout out to Sammy. All right, Sammy or Sami. Hope I'm leaning. Mm. I hope I'm leaning on it. We always give <laughs> options for the creative exactly, pronunciation. Cause, cause we don't like it might be Tammy or Tamai. Right. <laughs> because we don't like our names mispronounced, so we try our best. Yeah. Right, right, of course. Of course. Yeah. Everybody right. wants to hear their name, not like, you know, exactly. Like, I, would, I ain't going to call you mm-hmm. Sammy. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. it's either Sammy or Sammy. Or <laughs> With the lean. I bet you got to do the lean the on lean. it. Anyway, thank you, Sami, and thank you, Kenneth. And Kenneth um, contributed twice. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Last okay, month, Kenneth. but Kenneth uh, contributed this month as well to Lights On. Yay. And um, and now Kenneth, now Kenneth contributed via Cash App, and I haven't released my Cash App. But it's for lights on, so I'm kind of confused. So I don't know who you are, bruh, but you got to, like, email us at your gay aunties at gmail.com so we know what's going on. Your picture's too small. I don't recognize you. I'm bad with names and all that. So I want to know because you are being consistent in the way that we appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. for that. And if anyone else out there wants to support Lights On, which supports Queer Walk Pod and your gay aunties throughout the month of June, you can give that one-time donation. Hey, like, baby, I can't do Patreon on the monthly but I can give you, you know, hit a break, hit a break off, as we used to say. Okay. <laughs> you, with a break. you can do that on Venmo at B909 Creative. That's B as in boy, 
909-CREATIVE. And you can just hit us off. Well, just patreon.com slash gayaunties. But thank you, Kenneth, but thank you, Sami. Sami. Match my hair Not the hair This is supposed to be a family show. <laughs> All right. Money? You no, wanna... no, shout out. I just did Queer Rock of the Week. Oh, okay. Good. So, thank you so much to Hannah, Toby, Bravo and Fran. Bravo and Fran, our siblings. Thank y'all. That was so sweet. Candace with a K. Tanya. And I don't know if this is Linnea. Linnea? Linnea? Or Linnea. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Lania. Linnea. Linnea. <laughs> uh, and Lisa. Liza. Li- okay. <laughs> Liza. <laughs> and so thank y'all so much. And uh, Dahlia re-upped. She restarted her Patreon. And so she says, keep doing the Lords with an E work. So thank you, Dahlia. I appreciate that. <laughs> and work. on the cash app, uh, the homies, because Dahlia's a homie. Uh, Bravo and friends are homie. And then our good pal Christian came through on the cash app. So mm. thank y'all. Thank y'all. This is that's a, that's a lot of new patrons. We're it's so a lot. Yeah. Oh, shit, you need to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we family for uh for Pride Month, you know. So you co- you contribute to one, you contribute to all. Lights right. on. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So do we want to do our borders are fake shout outs? Sure. And so the borders are fake shout outs. This is. Uh, where we go to SoundCloud and we we like to, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's used to like New York City, Philadelphia, Chicago, the big cities. But we love when we see these smaller cities that we've never heard of, um, you know, in our top in our top cities. So mm-hmm. this is where we shout y'all out. So. So shout out to West Jordan, Utah. I just I can't believe anything happens in Utah at all. <laughs> um, Ronert Park, California. Yep. New Paltz, New yeah. York. I've been to New Paltz. Upstate. Yeah. So upstate. these are these are places that uh, a lot of your listeners are from. Like they, they yeah. went to the shop. Wow. Say word. Yeah. Keep going. Keep it going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lambertville. It don't sound like New, nothing New good Jersey. Is Lambert. In Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. Lambertville, New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, they put a ville on the end of it. That's, that's, like that's, that's how you know it's more dangerous. Ville is the signifier. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I was. I just had to Google it. I Googled it earlier. And then one of the suggestions on Google was like, "What to do this weekend in Lambertville?" I'm like, "I don't think I need to know. <laughs> I, I don't think I need to know." And uh, last but not least, we just wanted to shout out Vancouver. We know it's not a small city, but we've never had that part of yeah. that side of Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like we got peoples in Toronto and Montreal, Ottawa, yeah. Montreal, but Vancouver. So y'all, yeah, y'all were in the top cities, so. Yeah. So hey Vancouver, how you doing? I'm I'm actually gonna be uh, I was like, you moving out to, that way. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like we're getting more like these more of these West Coast cities mm. ever since we announced that you were moving to Tacoma. I think it was before that. I think it was like what they say about the West Coast and then it was the Tacoma move. Oh yeah, because we were kinda ragging on the West Coast. Well we can't have it help it that y'all are on the third rate coast. That's not our fault. Yeah. Third rate. Okay, I can I, I can jump in on this because please uh, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Though, I, though I've, had, I've had great times, and I've lived in Northern California, you know, you know, but I also ran from it. Um, and 
<laughs> I'm just saying. And, and then, you know, California, I mean, not just California, but the West Coast is also, you know, Oregon and uh, Portland <laughs> and Washington. <laughs> you know, um, all the ons. All the on. And some of them are right on, you know, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah, you know, it's. California is like, it's, it's caught between having all of the lushness of nature and different ecosystems. Like, just geographically, it's gorgeous. You have the yeah. ocean. Mm-hmm. You have just, just beautiful, beautiful. But there aren't too many of us there. I mean, the whole West Coast. The whole West Coast. We ain't just talking yeah. about LA and Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and that, that's the only thing that's always like, uh, and because, and it's, you know, even as, Yes, I want to see myself, but also I want my culture, I want enough of us to be there to influence the culture to the extent where I want to, you know, it changes the overall vibe. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. Not like f- trying to find my vibe, like it influences the vibe yeah. in general. And yeah. so California's always been a little mm with me because I felt like something was always off. That I just couldn't fuck with. Like, I could be my true nigga self, you know what I'm saying? It's something yeah. <laughs> You know? I think that's what it is. That is the best. I think that's, I feel like we've struggled to articulate it, and I think you just nailed it. You just nailed it. That's what it is. I couldn't be my true you nigga self. Yeah, I don't want to be nowhere. I can't yeah. be my true nigga self. Yeah. yeah. Are we really being so, our true nigga selves in Syracuse? I think so. Oh I, yeah. I think upstate gives yeah. us enough space. Exactly. To yeah, to right. do it. Because when you live in a place like Syracuse, because I lived in a place like West Massachusetts for a minute, and there was times we, us, all five of us, black folks, had to find somewhere <laughs> exclusive all five and of literally us. to scream a place to yeah. scream. That's when all the Ferguson shit was happening and all that. Yep. So yeah, like, yeah. and we felt like we couldn't. Like we went, we tried to meet up at a restaurant. The white folks were getting nervous around us because we talking loud about shit. We're not getting mad. Yeah. We just release it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they can't tell the difference. So that's what right. that's what happens when you don't when you're not of the majority in a yeah. kind of way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jelly bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the seven of us in Syracuse are still trying to find that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Well, mm-hmm. even though we have just uh, ripped and slandered the West Coast, we appreciate the We love you. <laughs> we love you. Well, I will add that I love the Bay. Yes. The Bay has always loved Red Summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, they treat <laughs> me so well. <laughs> Such nice people. My wife hates it when I say it. That's why I definitely have to say it. Oh, Red <laughs> Summer is so loved in the Bay. <laughs> and the I know Bay she's watching. <laughs> Just randomly, I could be on the like Oakland. Oakland was the one place on the West Coast that I was like, okay, I get it. I get what the, all the hype is okay. about. Okay, I've never been to Oakland. Yeah. I've I, been to other parts really? of California. I really liked Oakland. Well, then you never will because Oakland is favor. no longer Oakland. So you can <laughs> oh, have oh, wow. some friends. They got some old videotape, you know, going YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we were watching um, Dyke Central <laughs> last Oh, uh, yeah. Last oh, that's, that's, oh, my yeah, God. I love, I love that, that show. I like Dyke Central, too. We tried to yeah. make our own lesbian taboo. <laughs> inspired by Dyke Central, so yes. <laughs> Ooh. 
Okay. So we're not gonna do the mental mom, mental moment with money. I forgot we haven't done it in so long. I forgot the name of the segment. You just don't respect my segment. That's that's you know that that's my favorite segment. You just. <laughs> You give Montanique an audience, and she just lives to show out. I treat Nikita like this regularly. Mm-hmm. She's a performer. She is. She is. She just not. She's a bullshitter. She's not no damn performer. Let's just call it what it is. Excuse <laughs> So anyway, we're like I was saying, we're not going to do the mental moment with money or the lesbian lecture, the lesbian labor lecture. You don't um, see. You don't look, look at how you disrespect me. We haven't done it in a while. So, we're yeah. Um, Just so we can give, you know, full time. So, we can chat with the aunties. Yeah, to the aunties. So, we ready. We ready. We're going to go into. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go into. I do want to just add I know you all can't see it, but I'm in the live chat right now. And me and my sister, Sherry, she's my new sister. We've never met, but we are vibing (laughs) on this whole skate life that you brought up right now. That you are starting it. We have realized that we both lived in Benton Harbor. We got folks there, and our people were skaters in Benton Harbor. Is that Sherry? <laughs> Sherry, Sherry? I don't know. Oh, yeah, we can't see it, but okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got some like uh, popcorn topics that a, we want to. A queer potpourri. A queer potpourri. I yes, like let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so we just gonna throw some stuff out and see what the aunties have to say about it, and we can just talk about it. Yeah. Okay. okay. What you want to start with? Um, let's start with light. Th- yeah, start with uh, the third one. Okay. So the first topic that we have. <laughs> look, look at it. Look at Anita's face. Okay. I love it. So. So, the brat recently <laughs> came out. <laughs> to whom? To whom? Well, we wanted to talk about it with y'all. Who did, who did she come out to? That's the real question. To uh, straight I, people. Herself. Herself. Her, she came, people, she came in. She came in to us. Yeah. She came into community. Yeah. After 25 years of being famous. Yeah. Like, I've never, yeah, I I was so little remembering like the brat, like I can't remember a musical landscape before her. So yeah. it's been years, huh? Um, and mm. I, I don't know. It's like, what are y'all thoughts about her making this announcement now. during Pride 2020? Now, after 25 years, I mean, this, I mean, this is a, actually a big nut to uncrack. You know, not to say she's a part of the whole rich nigga people want to crack, but well, my first thing that is my heart goes out to her um, because yeah. I completely understand why she was in the cro- the closet and the climate that sh- that promoted her being in the closet. And the yeah. thing is, if you don't understand, if you because I was in the industry at the same time she was, I didn't like blow up in the way she did, but I was in it at the same time, so I completely mm-hmm. understand. And <clears throat> I just needed to get out before it it got me because once you're in the industry. And you set a tone, it's really hard to shift from that tone. Especially if the industry oh. is homophobic to the degree that it was in the 90s. Or hip-hop in particular. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in, in the 90s. So once you go in saying, I'm this, then 
you all your opportunities is 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 is, is attached to those expectations your money is attached to those expectations your way of life is attached to those expectations and all of a sudden you look around and you can't really figure out how you could come out even if you've gotten older and you like i really want mm, to you kind of mm. stay in a arrested development type of thing and that's no yeah. shade to her, you know. Because let me just yeah, yeah. right now, right now in the nineties, I remember the stories when she was acting a fool up in in the club and cracking and pistol whipping bitches. Yeah, yeah. It up yeah. in the girls' mm-hmm. club, you know. But she was in the closet, and so nobody could out her. But everyone who just went to a club knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would younger. definitely as as say that. Whipping, she was younger, you know. She was younger. Y- yeah. <laughs> nobody ever really was like taking pictures of her or like trying to out her like everybody just kind of understood she's here at the club she's chilling Mm -hmm. like she's you know she's in her safe space and everybody that i know like really respected that about her like even when we were performing together at pride yeah (laughs) (laughs) in like oh two oh three right um I don't have any pictures of that. Like it wasn't like a, a big thing. And she's like hosting and all of right, that. Right. Everybody yeah. was just real chill about it. And mm-hmm. the thing about back then too is even beyond the rap, but the other uh, women who I don't even name them because you know who their names are, they could be up in the club and nobody's up in their face like that. It just, yeah. it just was an understanding. It wasn't like we was in some deep, deep closet. Everybody was in the closet. But they knew that if you was uh, industry, if you was rhyming, if you was in hip hop, it wouldn't be cute. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't benefit anyone if you just to out somebody. It just was right. known. Yeah. So you can live a double life. You can go to the yeah. clubs. You can be with women. And ain't nobody taking... Well, no one really had cameras like that either. But ain't nobody taking pictures. Ain't nobody want to take pictures. Mm-hmm. But then you also have this other life where you're in the industry. You're making that, you're making that bank. And you're doing whatever you're doing. Right. And making movies and whatever. And you could compartmentalize it. Yeah. That sounds so- bananas, but... Yeah. <laughs> you know. So now, so what do y'all think about, like, it, I feel like it's only through, like, the work of 90s era, like, queer women, lesbians, that, like, queer folks in hip-hop have, like, this space now. Like, because I'm like, what do y'all think about now when I look around and it's like, I can name gay rappers. I can, And not only, like, not only name them, but they like are on the cover of magazines. Yeah. They are. They have number one um, albums. Like I remember that summer when Ooh came out, <laughs> and I was like, I was like Nikita, something is happening because I was in Plato's closet, Plato's closet, which is like the white girls' thrift store, mm-hmm. and they were playing. They were playing Young and yeah, May. Yeah, and everybody in the store was like, Yeah, they hate, but they broke though. <laughs> <laughs> like a lesbian black rapper that everybody like had everybody on the same way for yeah. a whole summer it's I, I guess my my question because it's interesting that you bring up uh young, young ma because the thing that was so interesting to me about um debray is that i didn't listen to a lot of hip-hop growing up but i was like certainly a tomboy mm. like as a kid and so it just it's like, it's not just the fact, like, there's an interesting thing about DeBrat's gender presentation. Yeah. And so I just, I'm just like, what is, and I think I rem- I've skimmed an article in Essence where she was talking about how, um, like, it was either you were going to be, like, like super femme and yeah. really sexy. And so, like, I'm p- part of it was dressing, yeah. like, doing, like, the kind of, like, tomboy mask thing to not get... 
like pigeonholed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, it's just interesting to me that she chose that particular gender presentation mm-hmm. and still was like, I'm not, but like, I, I can't say anything. There's no space for me to be queer, like to be out, to be publicly like queer, lesbian, or whatever. I mean, even when she was in a bikini, she looked queer. She looked like a, you know. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you remember but, that What You Like video? Yeah. You know, I'm like, she still, she still looks like, like yeah. I, exactly. But but again, when you're in the closet in that way, it's via the in the closet via the industry, it's easy not to be able to really see yourself. I don't think I saw yeah. it myself even before I really came out the closet. I, I was like, I'm looking at my first album cover. I look like bananas flying in the air. I got my, I look like a little like grunge kid. It's like, oh, I'm not, I don't look gay. But um, <laughs> but no, at the time I didn't see it as that. So I can mm. I can get all of that. And not for nothing, not for nothing. As you get older, like okay, even like masculine presentation. When you're younger, your cues are you know masculine clothes or whatever but you start to really start to define that for yourself and some women even though they were mostly masculine presenting when they were younger or trying to figure that out or whatever sometimes yeah. when they get older they'll put on makeup or they wear tidy footing clothes or they're whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. because at that point they don't give a shit whatever makes them feel good so when i see um the brat like she'll be masculine but then she'll blend it with some makeup blah blah blah, blah. i'm not going to sit here and say oh you ain't really doing it right or you're you're just yeah. still in the closet or you're just trying to do that no she no she actually is a grown-ass fucking woman and she can do <laughs> even while she's been in the closet she still has been developing a relationship with her masculinity that i have to honor mm-hmm. her being 40 somebody years old Developing yeah. a relationship with her masculinity. You, yeah, that's why we have y'all on. What you just said also made me think about like this idea of the closet. And it, I was thinking about something mm-hmm. that I had read. I can't remember what it was too, but like, um, like the closet just feels like such a, I don't know what to say, like a Western construction of, of like sexuality mm-hmm. because like those things are also like cues and signifiers to folks who are queer and who know, you know? So it's like this, this having to reveal, um, it just feels, I don't know, just, I don't know why, but it just feels real like white and stale to me <laughs> at this point in time, you know, like this whole idea of like coming out or revealing out of the closet or whatever. I was thinking too, mm. that there was like a general queering of, um, in fashion for black women in the 90s anyway right i was thinking so (laughs) you know it wasn't just like the gay girls dressed like tomboys right everybody like everybody did did it and so then there was a way that you could be expressive and not feel ostracized because you were still Mm -hmm. a part of the larger popular culture, right? But as Mm -hmm. things started changing, you already had your end. A lot of people just Mm -hmm. never went back, right? Right. And so you'll hear like uh, artists like Yo-Yo talking about, well, when she came out, she was very much in the like, kind of like black revolutionary, like kind of part of West Coast hip hop. And then they wanted her, they wanted her with Kim, with like everybody to kind of go into this super sexy thing. And she was just like, I just, it, I tried it. It don't fit. (laughs) I can't, like, I just can't do it. And so like, yeah, I I just really think that in that time, 
it was like the freest for everybody because one, even like straight girls didn't have to perform femininity in yeah, that way, yeah, right? Yeah. If you think about like Aaliyah, you know, like yeah. that that fashion sense, mm-hmm. TLC, like everybody TLC, was kind of like, yeah, definitely absolutely. like playing mm-hmm. with gender expression in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Right as I said it, that that's one of the things I thought about. So I'm I'm glad you just uh, made that explicit. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all about the, what the time can support and what it doesn't support, and then it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why you know if you even look at just the fashion with like this is ebb and flow of skinny to big fashion, skinny to big like. Skinny jeans, yep. motherfucker, don't say that shit yep. ain't new. If you look at any men's fashion in the 70s, ain't nothing. That shit was tight. I don't know how their balls could breathe. Yeah. Like, the shit was so damn my, tight. My favorite picture is this album cover of the Isley Brothers. And I'm like, all them niggas would look gay. You, Everybody would say that that's gay, but... I think somebody had on like a tube top. Yeah. You know, they had their yeah. belly out. And I'm just like, yeah. like. And that's just, coming from the 60s where they had bigger outfits or at least performing wise. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. The 70s was all skinny, skinny, skinny and very uh, effeminate moving on to yeah. the 80s. And then we started moving. Now hip hop comes in. And even hip hop started out skinny. You did that even a dance. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and then 90s was all. I saw the slow progression. I remember right after yeah. I graduated high school, them jeans started getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger yeah. and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was wearing big jeans. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then who could forget the era of the tall T? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were just straight up dresses. That was that was, that was a dress. That was bad. I I rocked several tall tees in my day. I bet so. I bet you did. That seemed like it would be right up your alley. Right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to go on to the to yeah. next topic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> now, so with the we're gonna now we're gonna talk a little bit about the not necessarily the Supreme Court ruling. In and of itself, but we just got that uh, victory around. Um, as far as I understand, it's not just like uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, like in terms of like sexuality, but there's also like gender. So you're not allowed to be discriminated against Period. fired from your workplace. What'd you say? Period. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and so this just got us thinking. We just wanted to hear from y'all about like what have y'all's experiences been like in the workplace being a uh, black queer folks well i would say that i this is just another time that i have to give shouts out to dr jackie anderson in illinois who made sure that by the time i showed up in the workplace that not only um were the i was teaching at the city colleges not only were protections already in place but if i wanted to i could put my partner on my insurance <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. ma- even though we were not like you know couldn't be legally married in the state at the yeah. time that she made sure that the city colleges <laughs> honored um domestic partnerships or whatever wow. kinds of um setups that you happen to have at the time wow. however your family looks and that there were so many people in different states who were making sure that protections like that were happening in the ways that they could even though they were not like uh federal federally backed at that time um so plenty places could offer those protections for their employees some just chose not to right and so and making w- sure when that was that this 
I, I started working at um, for the city colleges in 2000. Okay. And so this was years before you know, yeah. any, any kind of, of that. federal mm-hmm. protection. Absolutely. Yeah. And so she, they have been working on, on those types of things since the 80s. Jeez. I mean, as a, um, as an artist, um, I really have avoided the workforce for majority of my life. But when I, when I was in the workforce, it was as like a temp. So I'm talking like young twenties and I always felt going in and and mind you in the young twenties, I'm still figuring myself out too. I definitely am far from understanding my full blown masculine expression or just whatever. So it was easy for me to figure out how to get into a, you know, a suit, a dress suit or whatever the fuck was then Mm -hmm. at the point, (laughs) you know, cause I knew I couldn't go in as myself. I had to, I was playing a role. I was playing a character from nine to five to pay that rent. You know what I mean? But I think when I reflect on just being young and having to put on these outfits that I didn't particularly feel comfortable in, but I couldn't really articulate, you know, to articulate to myself to the point where I say, fuck that, I ain't going to wear this. Let me find a pantsuit somewhere. (laughs) It's still at the bottom line. I knew that I couldn't fully be myself um, in, um, in, in, in the workplace. But you know, with, with this, I mean, I'm glad this is because, you know, more, I felt like it, this should have happened before the marriage, but that's just my thing. Cause I think yeah, people's, sure. people's employment or people's ability to, to take care of themselves as grown ass adults is, it affects more people than the willingness to kind of do the walk down the aisle marriage right. thing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And that, yeah. that's fine. You know, that's something that should just be a, a perk of benefit of just having baseline rights. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. glad, you know, by 2020, yeah, yeah. that we're passing <laughs> yeah. that bill that you don't have to tiptoe yeah. on your workplace. How can you begin to pursue the happiness of a mate or a long time yeah. partner? Right. You can't pursue the basic mm-hmm. happiness of paying your right. rent. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. And <laughs> it so was I to think appease the moderate that, gaze. Again, we all know that the whole marriage yeah. was more of an affluent push. Yeah, people already got money. <laughs> But for the rest of us, yeah, and so the rest of us, it took another 10 years to get our basic rights mm-hmm. so that we could to, you know, find a job. And like we were saying, actually, and as far as, you yeah. know, this is something that can protect right. you once you have a job, but doesn't protect you in just getting a job. But that's the biggest hurdle. If I come in as my beautiful queer self, can mm-hmm. I get this job? If I keep it 100 with you, like, I, I'm, I know I'm, you know. My resume yeah. says I can do the yeah. job, but will you will you be able to include me into your exactly. office culture? Know that I can contribute to your office culture. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome me into your into your office culture. That's what it comes down to. People want to work with people they feel comfortable with. So let's cut the bullshit. It's like did this also affect hiring? Can you get out of your out of your comfort right. zone and hire someone mm-hmm. who you feel that maybe you may not have much in common, but you're curious enough to find out that you do, and that that can, in turn can contribute to your workspace or your business. That's the conversation I really want to happen. If it hasn't happened, I wasn't in the court space with the Supreme Court. So I don't know what kind of argument they, but. <laughs> um, we're actually uh, in the, we're going to be interviewing somebody to yeah. to talk about all this. So we'll be sure to bring uh, one of these. That's that's a really key question. So Good we'll question. be sure to, um, you know, ask, ask that guest. Mm-hmm. Um, it just made me think, I mean, I think it's, I was like really interested, I mean, in this, cause I'm always like interested in like workplaces and labor, but it made me think about like the kind of jobs that I, not just the kind of jobs that I have done, but the jobs I haven't done. Like I, 
outside of like undergrad, like I have, I haven't worked in any kind of office space. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, like even just the idea of like, you know, a lot about like what you were saying, Hanifa, there's just like, I'm not, I don't like any kind of business attire anyway. And so I was like, it's just too much for me to like worry about that. So I've never, I haven't had any kind of job where I need to be in any kind of like office setting to do, to wear any kind of like quote unquote, like professional mm. where I feel like I've done some pretty typical, uh, dyke <laughs> jobs. <laughs> like the work, the work I do right now, you know, I like, I have to wear work boots and, you know, jeans and like a t-shirt. And she doesn't have to wear camo, but she does. No, I don't, I don't, no, 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 I don't purchase camo. They just, if they're going to give away a free hat that happens to be camo, who am I to turn down a free hat? You have to take it. (laughs) If I win a hat for a health and safety meeting, I'm going to wear it. Okay. Yeah. And if it's camo, that's just a bonus. (laughs) It's okay. exactly thank you, and it and it's different on me. I don't look like a Trump supporter. People are like, who's that cute queer dyke in that adorable? I'm sure that's camo? exactly what they yeah. say. It's different when I wear it <laughs> verbatim. Red, do not verbatim. Verbatim. That's what they say. Um. I feel like I, I feel like I haven't in my in my tenure of the nine to fivers. I feel like I haven't contributed to this effort to support people hiring queer people. Cause I would come in 100 that first week, I'd be dressing how you want me to dress it slowly but surely. I start changing my socks. I start, I forget to take off my sneakers and change into some dress shoes. You know what I mean? And, you know, I start putting on, you know, slacks and then they kind of dressy jeans and then dreams get back. And then, you know, then all of a sudden I'm just better than picking up some papers in my underwear and showing my boxes and, you know, so, you know, they see that they see the decline. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of yeah. like that too. Yeah. If I started, like, if right. I start at a new school, I'm definitely trying to have my little blazer on <laughs> and just do the whole like I'm the teacher thing. By midterms, I'm definitely rocking a BLM T-shirt. Like I'm definitely rocking Pumas. <laughs> like you gonna get this black girl magic? Like Annie's these booty jeans i don't know <laughs> like it's just gonna be what it's gonna be like <laughs> that's me too it's like i i start at a new practice you know i'm wearing my like more formal stuff no berets yet and then you know like, <laughs> and then she bust out with the pastel yarn braids and then yep and then, the rainbow yeah. platforms and you know i throw on my cute little glitter romper you know oh, like, <laughs> it just comes <laughs> Yeah, but shouldn't that be with the workplace? I mean, I can understand some workplaces, you know, you know, they, whatever, they're conservative by nature, you know what I mean? And whatever, they have the right to have a dress code, but most workplaces, people should be allowed to dress whatever makes them feel productive. And I think for me, what makes me feel productive is that I'm coming to you as my right. You know I can I mean? focus Not my, bus, my, my at home scratching my ass up. Like yeah. I got some decorum about right, myself. Right. But my butt, my, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's for home. But, <laughs> but when I'm at work, I should be able to like, how do I present myself in the best way? And uh, in general, American work culture doesn't really promote that. I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah the whole dot-com thing and it got the, but those are nothing but fucking nerdy white boys and, and Indian boys, 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 
you know, mm -hmm. that creating these kind of false worlds. Like, yeah, be yourself, dude. Like, yeah, but but y'all ain't nobody. Y'all <laughs> Like, we don't want to see yourselves. Be yourself, we, you know, we're tired of little right. ping pong things mm -hmm. and basketball courts that work. Like, whatever. That's not necessarily the culture yeah. that other people want to, like, see when they go to work. Like, why can't, what you know, why can't we contribute to that culture? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's one of the main problems. They think they got the culture they yeah. know that no one else can contribute yeah. but all they do is consume our culture so what That's i right. mean mm -hmm. and our culture is a real thing yeah but not people not people talk about it in a way that's truly inclusive mm -hmm. and curious yeah mm. i mean you know what i mean all of this is also making me think and i've never i think since i've been out in my adult life i've never been at a job um and not been out and i think that's like again i think it's related to like the kinds of work that yeah. like i have that I've done. Oh wow! I've never not been out at work. Yeah, so I've never like I've Always. never been. I've yeah. never had the fear oh. of being oh, fired. That's so wonderful for you. That's beautiful. Okay, Red, you just pinched our cheeks. Like, oh. Red tried it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have these intergenerational conversations. Yeah, this is why we have. Them. Ever since like yeah, my very first job. Yeah, I've been yeah. I was like 16, 17, you know, in the city. Definitely had a crush on the girl I was working with. It was like, oh my gosh, could you imagine if like we were together and like not dating boys? I know, right? You were saying that to that girl at work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, we were saying it to each other. Don't make me sound like some sexual harasser in the I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, did you not watch the video? <laughs> Because that is against, that's like, wow. Anyway, and then like my first actual real job at 19, yeah, I was like out 20. Yeah. 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 Well, that that is beautiful. And sometimes you can't see where the changes happen mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. But it's it's like, even your, like your reality now, you're like, oh, I can't even think about blah, 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 blah. But then, I don't know, 20 years from now, there's going to be yeah. the generation that's going to that can literally cannot conceive what you consider your reality right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and they're going to have freedoms that right now you can maybe imagine, mm -hmm. or when you think about your limitations, like they those actually not being there, or whatever that yeah. is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you know. Yeah, so, my my yeah. first year teaching, yeah. I still had students who were being like put out of school for being gay. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I very, very like it's still heavy in my spirit yeah. when I see her, this um, young sister who was put out of school two weeks before graduation. Mm -hmm. She was supposed oh to go to, to the military and um, they it just worked out yeah. where two weeks before she was supposed to graduate, they caught her you know doing something mm -hmm. and she was put out of the school so and i remember the the military people coming up and trying to see if they could still get her diploma for her and you know tr you know try to strong arm it a little bit mm -hmm. and the people just being like no she did not graduate yeah wow Jeez. yeah wow and so, like how that affected I, her whole life after right that. right yeah, yeah, yeah right it's, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So I yeah. definitely vowed like that mm -hmm. will not happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you don't know the situation that's that's happening at the time. Yeah. But I was very clear, like, if this is how it's going to go down, like mm -hmm. it will not happen again while I'm here. Yeah. yeah. And I then years later, my niece was a student at my high school and she got to take her girlfriend to prom. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that happen a lot when I was in my master's program and I was like uh, working and volunteering in Alabama. It's like all the mm-hmm. gender nonconforming kids would miraculously not pass something yeah. and be pushed out of high school. And it just reminds yeah. me so much of um, Monique Morris's book, Push Outs, right? So it's like um, all these little trans girls in high school who, for doing nothing else, for just like showing up as who they mm-hmm. um, authentically are, like Re- um, Hanifa was saying, it's like you get... You get pushed out of high school just for being yourself. It's like you're in, like to connect it. It's like you're pushed out of school and then you're locked out of and the workplace. Work, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and so yeah. So the other topic we have for y'all: Raven Simone got married the other day. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Did y'all know about that? Okay. Nope. No, okay. I, saw. I don't follow Raven Simone. <laughs> yeah, so Raven Simone married uh, Miranda Mayday. Yeah, I guess. Um, okay. So, from what I could find, because she was... I'm trying to... Like, I, can't, I don't want to be mean. But, like, Miranda just <laughs> seems... Uh, just uh, She just seems like a basic, nondescript white girl. Thank you. I mean, you. that's really kind of like, what it is. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, Raven Simone, Miranda. But, um, so, she, I guess Karen. she works for, like... Uh, <laughs> Karen. Karen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um, <laughs> I guess she's like some kind of app. She works for like an, an app where you can get free stuff from restaurants in LA. Oh, oh how groundbreaking! God. That's like like saying I work for an app or I work for a tech company is like saying I sell insurance for white people. In, in yeah, that's you're so right. You know you're what so I mean? Right. Like it's such as like whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find her wife is uh, her wife's picture. I don't think that they really showed her face straight on. It's on her Instagram, on Raven's Instagram. Okay. I don't don't follow her. I mean, I stopped at the Cosby Show, honey. I just go (laughs) with her afterlife. That was probably for the best, actually. (laughs) Raven only went downhill from there. Just saying Mm -hmm. all kinds of... uh, but did she have that show? That's how Raven was. was yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch that. That that wasn't my cup of tea. I was deep into Frasier I was, by then. I was very into that. So Raven, I loved it, and I thought I I'm going to say a, a cultural moment, <laughs> you know. And she has a show now. I think it's like Raven's Home or something, where she's Ra- the yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. And she has like teenage children or something, or like preteen children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how I knew that. What channel does time that come on? Disney. <laughs> I think it's still a Disney show. Um, I think when I think about Raven being on a whole nother level, though, it's because she's just, like, so present in, like, black American culture. Like, she's just been a part of, like, such huge, like, cultural things. And, yeah, she say Mm -hmm. wild stuff. But I don't think that, like, takes away from how um, iconic her career has been. From she's like just, a child actor. She's just been. She just said too much reckless stuff for me to be concerned with her. What she say? She what she said some. What, what did she, she say that was so reckless? Like, what time period? I was can't that? remember. Something about she's a she's just an American. She's yeah, American. yeah. She's like I've African never been American to Africa. Like that. Oh, the, the, the typical the typical mixed shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Like yeah, yeah. It was just a weird <laughs> time where she was. I was just like. She said similar things around being gay. She's yeah. like, you know, I'm just a human who loves humans. Yeah. I don't want to be labeled. But that was her coming out process. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was in public. I was about to say, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it was yeah. public. Yeah. 
I don't know, her wife, uh, I mean, you know, if they're happy, that's great, but she just looks like any right. white girl walking down the street. So I'm just kind of like. That's, uh, yeah, average Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. That is exactly what she looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, damn right she looked just that like is Sarah so Jessica Parker. Accurate. You know, and I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker is. Okay, anyway, I'm not going to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she looks like that white chick from the Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Just okay. like random white yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I'm glad, she, I'm glad she happy. But I think all that stuff she talked about. I mean, the race thing, I have no excuse because you've been black that's forever. That's my thing. So I, I, I can't defend her on that. I can only defend her on the the the, uh, the homophobia or the night homophobia, but kind of this internal, her trying to figure her shit out queer wise and like, okay, babe, do your journey. I, you know, you know. But that 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 mixed girl shit, I have no tolerance Same. for that argument. That's I, I was. I really don't. That's when it's yeah, it's raven mixed. I thought she was just high yellow. Uh, well, we all mix, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but which is which is my point. Yeah, <laughs> like what you a special kind of mix because your, your immediate parents. Like, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, if her immediate wife. parents yeah. are. I have no idea. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't so. Which that. makes this even more bizarre. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I know for sure she got a black daddy. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I just, I guess, okay. I don't know. I think I just have a soft spot in my heart for Raven because, like, she was one of my very early crushes, mm. and I don't know what it's like to, um, like, come into uh, identity or, or like, political awareness around identity in the public Publicly. eye. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I think it's really easy for folks to, like, just throw black girls away, and to me, she... She hasn't no, done anything like unredeemable. Yeah. Like saying she from every continent. <laughs> she just, I just think she should. I just think. I know. I think that's what it was. Someone, but don't throw them away. Don't throw them away. Yeah, I don't think she. I just think she. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't care about her enough to like. I mean, I don't think she does anything wild enough to be canceled. But I'm just like, you should just. I think she should just say, you know what. I'm not really up to speed on that, so I don't need to speak. To <laughs> that's that's. I think I think more see, of us should do that, honestly. Just but be I quiet. Think yeah. Her in particular should have been like, you know, if this is outside of my wheelhouse. <laughs> that's all I need to hear. Yes, to I only have bullet points. I only have bullet points. <laughs> yeah. I so I really can't argue this, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. But you know, but that's that's the but that's also that's the uh, TV child in her too. I'm telling you, once you're in that world. Yeah you know, always getting the media, you become a attention whore mm-hmm. because that's how you, at the end of the day, make your money. Yeah. You have to you have to give the media or you have to want the media to want you to whatever degree because then you can monetize yeah. that on the, on the back end. Mm-hmm. So she's already in that mode. She's going to say stupid shit, whether it, it's, maybe it's just out of ignorance, yeah. but also there's this other drive that makes it open her mouth and say dumb shit because I'll fuck it to see what happens if I say That's it. true, yeah. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's... I'm, yeah. I'm willing to take the chance. Yeah. When, uh, what, which one of those shows was she on? The View? The, yeah. The Chew? Oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, um... I think that was definitely her MO on there. Like, what can I say it's that could become the Viral clip? clip. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. The sound bite for the exactly. moment. Yeah. Exactly. And that's business. That's the business of showbiz. So you got to, yeah. if you don't understand that, it's hard yeah. to really, yeah. don't, you know, whatever, whatever. You should mm. make a her coin. As, sure. as long as what she's saying, I don't think there's anything she can really say that's going to harm black people. It's going to annoy the fuck out Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she ain't going to do nobody no harm but herself. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad she's happy now. You know, she yeah. got, you know. 
she with who she comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? And it might go back to that West Coast thing that you all were talking about. And really. mm. way to bring it all She's the way back around. Definitely a California girl. So. <laughs> bring it all the way yeah. around. Yeah. This, this is why somebody that somebody needs an intervention <laughs> on the West Coast. Who can do that? Some kind of mass intervention on the West Coast. I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I remember when I lived in Oakland, the thing that used to drive me crazy, and I was I was that New York Negro that would come. It's like I am creating black content and black experience mm-hmm. for black people, and I would do things. Or even some of people would try and do things, but it would take maybe a one week, two, maybe a month of your party was every month. It's like the white folks would sniff it out. Uh, and the way... Those Negroes are having fun. in the Bay Area, exactly. We all supposed to be peace, peace. Party should be for everyone. So they feel the entitlement. Mm-hmm. They don't want to say, maybe sometimes we just want to party with ourselves. Yeah. Maybe we want everybody to be in sync and grooving and doing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's a certain experience that sometimes if there's too many white folks. And nobody want to hear this. But... It is a truth. Sometimes we just want to party with us. Mm-hmm. And I found that California, that was really hard mm-hmm. to fucking do. Not for, not I've for long. never not seen for it long. in my life. I'm just trying to think now, <laughs> anytime that I've been out, I have absolutely never been to a black party, period, in California. Wow. Wow. Well, listeners, yes. chime in. Have you ever been to an all-black party in California? <laughs> um, I guess, like, and shake shoot, I down. stopped going to California a couple of years ago, so <laughs> let me know if something's changed. I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, I'll visit friends, but I ain't just going there like I want to have a good... I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I was over it. I was over See. it after I did Oakland. I loved Oakland, but I had once I broke out, I think I said, I'm good on Cali. Yeah. I'm good on Cali. Other than the people that I know, I'm good on the pe- on the. Land sure. on a, love the people. <laughs> did we, did we, what happened? I said, I love the people in Cali. <laughs> what, ha- what happened in California? I, I, right? I, I love them. Yeah, no, it was but like, they, but, but those people especially know being in from the, from the Midwest and, and out East, like you get, you get accustomed to a certain like, bravado and stuff like when you're out and you're you know interacting with people and when you're in california everybody's like hey you want some weed like, <laughs> it's real super chill i think i, I like, think I red smoke but i, I love it here red had her own special experience yeah. out in the west coast because <laughs> you just you're speaking of it and just the terms are just too glowing, if you ask me. I really turned it up because, you know. I think, Red, I think you hit something. I think when you're coming from the east to the west, or even the south to an extent, but, you know, that there there is this vibrato, this is kind of forwardness that you then learn to somewhat curtail. Because then you hear, wow, that's quite a hostile reaction. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, what? What you talking about, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the word motherfucker? <laughs> okay, that's just euphemism. <laughs> you know, so whatever. This is a great land with all different kinds of <laughs> Okay. And, 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 and their climate. All, all coasts matter. All coasts matter. I get matters. it. Okay. I get it. If I didn't have any seasons either, it was always one hot season. I know. Yeah. I oh, like seasons. Beautiful vegetation yeah. and yeah. nature. I would be kind of peace paced too. And I met Hanifa in California. Oh. Did you remember oh, that? Shit. I'm like, I'm like, wait, yeah, in no, Malibu. Malibu, yes. <laughs> At a women's retreat. Yes. A women's exactly. retreat. We climbed a mountain together. <laughs> wow. 
Exactly. Yeah. I, thought, I thought she was 14. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I thought she was a little, a little young girl. I, you know, so I was like nice, nice to her, but I was a little patronized. Not patronized. I wasn't patronizing. But I didn't, I did I wasn't You were in pedantic. Let me see what that sister about. I didn't know what she really was about, mm-hmm. but I assumed she was just young, young, and I was just like, let me see. You know, and I was there I was with like, my gay mom, so saying that Cece mm-hmm. was my mom made it seem like I was a lot younger than uh, I was. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she had kids mm-hmm. at that time, like kids, kids, like like out of diapers, well, 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 like in school, <laughs> in high school, I think even no, not high school, no, school not time. yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah. long have y'all known each like, other? When was when was that? I think we in met in like oh three oh four something like that. Oh, it was wow. early 2000s. Why the fuck it was in the 90s? Oh, no, I didn't even go to Cali. Yeah, so it had to been early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early 2000s. So we can say a square 20 years. Yeah, yeah oh years. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're almost there, Nikita. <laughs> Not if you uh, keep working my nerves. <laughs> yeah, We're going to get there. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you want to move it on along? To, to the Curved Chronicles? To the Curved, 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 Curved Chronicles. Okay, can you explain what Curved Chronicles are, Nikita? Please yeah, do. so the Curved Chronicle is just where we share, or, you know, a listener shares, a dating woe or win. So whether you've been curved or whether you've curved someone else, this is your time to share it with us. Or just like a, a dating story yeah, or some yeah. dating thing that you would like our insight on. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a curve. Because this sounds like... <laughs> so this this letter from Judy today sounds more like a, a pothole than Ooh, a curve. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let's get into okay. it. Take it away. You want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So today's letter comes from Judy. And Judy writes... A few weeks ago, I matched with someone on a dating app. We will call them Joe. And it took us a while to strike a conversation. Joe ended up messaging me first, but their responses were hours apart and they eventually stopped responding. Later in the week, I met a new person on the app and we have developed a great friendship, though I'm honestly hoping it becomes something more. (laughs) A month passed and my loneliness caused me to create a new profile on the same app (laughs) as before to potentially meet new locals. Within hours, I see that I got a like from Joe again. I figured they recognized me and maybe they wanted to try having an actual conversation and not being rude. (laughs) So I swiped right. I was disappointed but not surprised that they actually didn't say anything. This doesn't even feel like a curve. It feels like a detour with potholes. And to top it off, I matched with a beautiful woman. But when I went to message her, it accidentally sent one of those default templates on the apps. Oh, no. And (laughs) all of them are corny things that I would never say. So my first message to her unintentionally was, howdy doody. (laughs) (laughs) Why would that even be a preview? Why is that a preset? Oh my God. Uh, So then I send a a double text and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to press that. It was an automated text from the app. And I proceed to initiate conversation by asking her um, what are some things that excite her or brought her peace lately. I got no response at all. I have deleted the app once again. Story of my life. Oh boy. (laughs) 
So, uh, do y'all have any thoughts, gems, or wisdom uh, for using dating apps or connecting with people via the apps? Especially in these social distant times. Just like, what are y'all thinking about uh, Judy's circumstances? And help, please. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know, right? Um, You want to go, Red? Because I I I know what... (laughs) Well, I completely miss the apps. So I've never had a chance to, to do that whole thing and know what it's like. But I did meet my wife on the book. Oh, the book of faces. Wow. I did. And just to let you know, she'll tell you too if you talk to her. Um, She did low-key stalk me for about a year. (laughs) And we were in a similar group. Yeah. And so she would post something or she would see that I liked something on my page. And then she would post something similar about it in the group and try to, you know, bait me to come and talk about it in the group. And, um, yeah, so I, I, my advice, I guess what worked for her (laughs) is, you know, just take a minute, right? I know like with the apps, the the whole thing is about an instant connection, but sometimes you might want to like, just lean back and, and check the person out and see what they're into. If you have some commonalities. Well, that's the thing with these ads, motherfuckers don't talk. That's they say, yeah. hey, want to hook crickets, up? Crickets, crickets. Yeah. You know, so they say, hey, you come back like, hey, my name is so and so. I'm coming. Where you coming from? But we just a little, like you know, maybe two other sentences, yeah. and then you get, uh huh. Or it's like, you know, like the thing with I, well, to answer your question, I think fuck all these ads. I think the ads are bullshit unless you want to just hook up with someone and have that clear intention. But like now, they it's this whole you either in the faction of the hookup thing is even really, it's not even really there anymore. It's more of I mean it is, but is like um do you interest me like how can you serve me you got interest me in the first few minutes or in or i have nothing to say (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know how to make a conversation even via text even though it's my preferred means of communication Mm -hmm. me being an entire (laughs) generation that don't know how to go on a fucking date right you know so since texting is your preferred means of communication how are you not texting when someone swipes right yeah. or pings you. So I'm a little confused as, as a person of my age who has been on some of these apps, which I am no longer, because I'm tired. It's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I would rather, here's a suggestion, instead of just complaining about it, here's a suggestion. I would rather start joining groups or Facebook groups. Like, for real. There are so many fucking Facebook groups out so there. Many. All right? You don't got to be on Facebook. Just the groups part. Really about what you about. So, one, you know what you about. These things I'm interested in. Let it have a queer bent on it so you know these most of motherfuckers in there are queer. All right? And try to find... You can, then you can easily start a conversation to one based on what you both have in common already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, try to diversify your appage. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... Because those swipe right, swipe lefts, I mean, it's just like people can just ghost you and, ha- and think no, I mean, I've done it, come Nothing. on. People yeah. can just ghost you as soon as they become disinterested. And that can kind of affect your mood a little bit or how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like you can, be having, you can be having a good conversation. They just ghost you. What you going to do about it? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But like, damn, you just wasting my time. So I really think lower the ass. And I think I've been on every, unless more have come out in the past few months. I have been on every lesbian or queer-ish app. 
and they're all the same thing. Maybe mm -hmm. some differences here and there, but end of the day, there's nothing really there from jump that can make me connect with someone other than me being physically attracted to them and hoping they have some sense of a personality. Yeah. <laughs> that we, so I, can, I can grab on to, we can have an actual conversation and then move to the phone or move to meeting somewhere. Yeah. I mean, in the age of COVID, now you gotta get on the phone. Mm -hmm. Or you gotta get on Zoom. Because <laughs> you can't text forever. Yeah. You can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. There is the next level is let's zoom, honey. That's the next level. I that sounds kind of fun. So maybe it can get <laughs> maybe start you know weaning a generation off of the how do I connect with someone? It's not about texting, like because you really can't. You don't know what someone's saying. When you, I don't give a fuck how good a text. <laughs> you don't know. What's, you can't. You can't feel someone on a text. It's all la la land. You can't feel someone. What is the what is the emoji going to tell you? But now this I think between COVID. And the suckiness of apps mm -hmm. that people are going to find new ways to truly engage to actually mean something. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, child. I'm just glad I wasn't ready. I wasn't dating when fucking motherfuckers couldn't talk on the phone. Or <laughs> I, I just we, we talk about this all not all the time, but at times we have these conversations on our show. Like it really is beyond mm -hmm. us. Yeah. The text generation, like it's like look, we text like everyone else. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we text. We ain't like we don't know how to text. I, I text more than mm -hmm. not, but I have no qualms about getting on the phone. Yeah. And the problems that my generation have with um, these apps is that we want to get to the phone as soon as possible. Because this bullshit right here, this is dating? Nah, son. Nah, son. Nah, son. It's like, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear if you got a fucking personality. I want to see if you can hold up a fucking conversation. See if we got anything in common. And that can happen a lot quicker on the goddamn phone. And if you can't do that, you're either too young for me or we just were raised culturally different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel like I have this weird experience where I do connect with people and we'll have, I mean, we'll have hour-long conversations on the phone, like three hours, five hours. But then it's like you you have the connection, the connection is there. And then I don't know why, but it just like drops like like it'll be completely platonic or no, I want to be I want to be friends. And I'm like, well, I'm not talking not regular regularly. I mean, you know, barring COVID, <laughs> but it's like I'm not talking till two, three in the morning on the phone with somebody yeah. I want to be friends with. Yeah. And so that's what happens for me. Like the apps are a wash. I don't I don't get much off of there. But, like, I think because I'm really good at holding a conversation, like, I could get the back and forth going, but it's, like, it's, like, platonic. And I'm, like, mm -hmm. why are you on an app messaging mm -hmm. me, a dating app messaging me, and, like, oh, my gosh, I just want to be your friend. I'm, like, I yeah, have friends. Right, I yeah. have great friends. I don't yeah. get that whole thing <laughs> of people more. trying to find friends on a dating yeah. app. I just want, I mean, I, I understand they tie yeah. the dick pics or just people who don't know how to initiate a date, mm -hmm. but... Yeah. Friends, and they have they have like Bumble has a whole um, mode. You can change your Bumble to friend mode, and you can um, meet okay. friends. So I'm like, why are you on the dating side of this app, yeah. messaging people about? Friends? Yeah, mm. as, as somebody who's new to the apps, I feel like it takes me a while to respond to people because I'm trying to like meaningfully respond to what it is that they're saying. So I'm not just doing the oh. Cool. Oh, word? Really? Uh, right? So, like, th that that's not, right, that's not interesting. And I think a lot of people are just not, um, 
Yeah, I think it's hard for a lot of people to hold um, a conversation. And I think something you and I talk about, like, a lot is, like, people don't have anything in their profiles. Like, people that, don't yeah. fill out the profile. So it's, like, that, to me, that's, like, the first place where I go. Yeah. So, I'm, of course, like, you, like, somebody's cute. But I'm, like, if you have something in your profile and you've got some kind of signifiers in the profile that show that we have common interests, like, I'm going to message. So it's, like, yeah. I'm not messaging a lot of people. But when I, and I don't actually like a lot of people. So it's like yeah. I'm not I'm not even, I'm not even gonna like your thing if you don't have your profile filled out filled out because then yeah. I have like I have nothing to go on like my mm-hmm. favorite thing in there when people was like ask me anything I'm like bitch I don't know anything about yeah. you to ask it, yeah. ask you anything you you have to <laughs> give <laughs> something that's not a bio yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and so I feel like I'm I'm I think. I think it depends on, like, how you approach it. Like, I feel like the best way to approach it is to be very, like, discriminating. Like, I, you can't, like I'm not somebody who's just going to like a whole bunch of people or, like, message, like, a whole bunch of people. There has to be something there where I'm exactly. like, it seems like we, we have certain kinds of things um, in common. And I, I've never, I didn't do any of the apps in my 20s. Um, so, like I said, this is, like, my first time doing it. And it's, I think, like, my experience so far has been, like, I mean, I feel like it's, really underscored to me that I I don't want to be I can't even, I'm not even going to entertain somebody who's um younger than 30 cuz I just feel like it's in my experience I feel like people have been like honest yeah you know and so that that that, that has been like helpful it's like yeah. just grown people who aren't unhinged agreed that and, that to me seems to be the and also I feel like there's this the timing. So even even um, Judy wrote about like the timing of response. Mm, yeah, I think people young younger than thirty, they really take that. Like it took you an hour to respond yeah. to me. I'm like, Cause I'm, I've I got have a, a life. life. I have things to do. Yeah. Like, I'm not babysitting. Yeah, my and your response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, look. Yeah, but I I yeah I hear people like my, I have younger sisters, so I hear people my sister's age. They'll be like. I ain't responding. I'm leaving them on red because they uh they didn't respond to me for three hours, Th- uh, three hours in the grand scheme that's, of like that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, you have shit. To, if somebody could just sit around and text you all day, they ain't they not. They don't, don't have nothing yeah, going on. Yeah. Oh, they better have an yeah. excuse. In the no, thank you. Time. <laughs> I'm just chilling right now, but I do have a job. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right that's your first question. So what you doing? This is my off you know day. What I mean? That should be your first question. Hey, so what you doing right now? You know? Uh-huh. But um <laughs> But listen, I'm telling y'all, we, we, we can I'm not a believer in apps. Um I really hope that if right now during COVID, first of all, you really shouldn't be trying to find someone to fuck around with anyway, right? So if anything, work on work on yourself. So that when on the other side of this, as we say, when we get on the other side of this, you actually have a life you can jump into. And in that life that you created for you, or the potentiality of a life, like you're interested in shit, oh, shit, oh, all of a sudden now I make mittens. Oh, fuck, let me find a mitten community. No, I mean, I mean whatever. Whatever you discover about yeah. yourself and then want to put that into the world or find community with that on the other side of that, that's when you're going to find her. That's when you're going to find him. That's when you're going to find them. And, the, and I, this is what I believe, anyway. And mm-hmm. <laughs> in in while mm-hmm. you're doing your work, your life's work, you know what I mean? While you're doing what yeah. gives you yeah. joy, you're going to find someone that gives you joy. Yeah. But these apps, that's like, that's like a, a throwing you know, balls against someone. You don't know what the fuck. Literally, you know, I mean, literally, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. 
the definition of a crapshoot. Mm. If you found someone on the app, God bless you. You are one in a billion. And, it's like and a you, lottery. It's a lottery. Yeah. It's mm. a lottery. So you can waste your time with that. Mm. But I think apps, those apps are really should be be what they originally were for. You want to hook up. We don't got. We can play the bullshit. You can say, "Hey, uh, mm, whatever, bitch. Where I'm gonna meet you up? <laughs> Let, let's, What's up with that cookie? As long as you cool with protection and having an STD yeah. talk and all that, we be being grown. Yeah. Let's make yeah. it happen. But all this la 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 by trying to find the perfect one on the app, you fooling yourself and you're wasting your time. Spend that time rather on yourself, so that the greater person that you create within yourself, especially during this time, she's gonna your match is out there. You gotta, you gotta make something first. Like you gotta create something that somebody be attracted to. I'm just saying. <laughs> but what I know, you know, right? Because right. it's asking. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I believe that. I think I definitely believe that. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be doing something. And bump into somebody. That's how it that's goes. Exactly. That's, that's, I feel like I've, yeah. anytime I've intentionally tried to find anything, that's it never happens that way. It never yeah. happens no, that way for me. Rarely. Or rarely happens. I yeah. say it never, but it rarely happens. You know. Yeah. And, you know, I know you be hearing the time, the, the, the grandfather clock, whatever, the, the tick-tock in the back, like, damn, so... So when she coming, right? I'm, yeah. I'm over here being myself now. <laughs> All right, they gotta work themselves pretty well. <laughs> And, and and that you know as someone as someone who who who's been in a married relationship but right now I am single me like everyone else I want someone I, I know at the end of the day I'm a monogamous person I've tried polyamory and you know mm-hmm. hey it was interesting it was cool it was fun at times but at the end of the day I know I'm a monogamous person I want to build with someone right mm-hmm. and it's like but I what I had to come to grips with or with peace with is that whenever that time is. It's always time to improve upon myself. Mm-hmm. But whenever the time, my time is that I meet whoever she's going to be, whether it is this year, next year, or 10 years from now, I still am blessed for the time that I have with myself and the community that I make. Mm-hmm. And then when I find her from that moment on, then I'm blessed with that time. At the time, yeah. you, you get the time you fucking get. Yeah. So this idea of, like, I'm going to find someone at 23, and we're going to be together for 20 years... Nah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lottery. That's the lottery. That's the lottery. Mm-hmm. That's the fairy tale lottery. But give yourself time to be with yourself and be present. Yeah. Practice being present with people. So when she, she, he, them come in your life, then you have these these skill sets. Twenties, even thirties, to an extent, build that skill set. I wish I was told mm-hmm. that when I was younger. This is about. Mm-hmm. It is about being selfish. For the sake of being able to give later on. Yeah. You yeah. got to fill your own cup up. And y'all trying to have somebody else fill your own cup up on these fucking apps or whatever else. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but nah. Yeah. I, I nah, really feel like I'm talking to my auntie right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, too, am a monogamous person. Um, I, th- I even think, like, that's a little bit harder on the apps. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, like, um, poly. Open, poly. Open, poly, yeah. non-monogamous. Um. Uh, ethically non-monogamous, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot of couples on the apps looking for a third. Um, yeah, and I and I really like that idea of like being 
whole in your own self and yeah. filling up your cup. So, yeah. you know, um, I also like think about like that way when you are dating and like, I think it's just a lot easier to point out um, unhealthy uh, relationship patterns if you fully know yourself, flaws and all. Because then if somebody like gives you this like out off the chart critique of yourself, you can be like, no, that is not. That's actually not, that's not who me. I am because yeah. I've done the work to actually know. I've done yeah. the work to know yeah. who I am. I, yeah. I know how I get when I'm defensive. Mm. I know how I get when my feelings are hurt. And that actually doesn't fit. I can attest to that. That's yeah. very much. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a yeah. word, bitch. Yeah. That's a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm an auntie yeah. in training. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just saying we need to make some honorary auntie badges because that's, yes. that's right. And I think and, and and it rings true. We say I mean we say that in, in different kinds of ways, but it still is the same lesson. Mm-hmm. In regards to you know dating or marrying or just creating family, it's like it always starts with you. It's like mm-hmm. people write us letters about what this person did and that person did, but it always comes back to mm. what you gonna do. Though? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do have a comment in the. In the live, uh, Southern Sorcerer says, I've met all my best friends and had the most healthy connections through social media and apps and things. So it is possible. Friends. Friends, yeah. She said I friends and most friends. healthy connections. Oh, what's a healthy connection? That's kind of vague. Yeah, what's a healthy connection? What's a healthy connection? I think, yeah. She's a sorcerer, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And before we go, I do want to say that I am I stand corrected. Uh, After Seraphim in L.A., we went to the catch, which was a black girl party. Oh, dude. Catch us. Oh, right. Seraphim. After Seraphim. You remember? (laughs) I've only been to one Seraphim. Yeah. Yes. And I'll leave it right there. Great song. <laughs> you, you couldn't go back. <laughs> you that couldn't was another, go back. Um, music festival. No, no, no. In no, LA. No, no. But yeah, but Seraphim was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. It was. Oh my gosh. This was so fun. This was yo. so much fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Yes, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. All right, so this has been the Money and Nikita taking over for your gay auntie. That's right. And yeah, that- for lights on. Yeah. We want to do this again. This is like a nice little trial, but I love the idea of us sharing episodes um, like this, you know. Yeah. Just kind of like diving into someone else's format and everything, mm-hmm. just being. Absolutely. Know, and also, I think it's like, um, I know there's a lot of people who listen to both of our podcasts, but yeah. there's also a lot of people who don't. And so, yeah. like, putting us on in other uh, spaces, too. Sure. So, that's amazing. Yeah. For sure. Well, I am so excited that we had an opportunity to do this. I just adore you both. And I'm just honored that we got to partner with you all this month. Oh, we love y'all. Yeah, we, love we, y'all we so appreciate much. y'all so much. Yeah, Thank yeah. y'all. Say word. Say word. Can I just give one more reminder, if you guys appreciate this partnership this week, that you can support this partnership of these two amazing podcasts, Queer Walk Pod and Your Gay Aunties, to continue on and keep the lights on.
All right, you can go over to patreon.com slash your gay aunties and you can contribute to the lights on tier and that and all the monies will go to your gay aunties into Queer Walk Pod for the month of June. Or, you know, you got a one-time donation, you can donate on Queer Walk Pod or you can donate um, with uh, your gay aunties on Cash App. Well, you guys have Cash App and Venmo, right? All right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Cash App. <laughs> Cash Venmo. Venmo. Cash App. <laughs> Venmo. Yeah. All the links yeah. are in our IG if you want to reference it but through the month of june we are sharing proceeds so we can proceed and continue to rock the mic <laughs> to give you what you need <laughs> all right y'all so this has been a dope ass pride month thanks to yes, your aunties absolutely. and this is our last pride month episode it is. so yeah we couldn't end on a better note i know so this has been money the auntie in training and this has been Nikita reporting in her lesbian pandemic uniform. And this is Hadifa Walida, your gay auntie and rich nigga nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> this is Red Summer, your favorite auntie for the first day of summer vacation. <laughs> and y'all just listen to the Queer Walk the Podcast takeover of your gay aunties. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>